You're listening to another episode of Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. All right, Total Talk Nonsense with John Scott. I'm John. And I'm Scott. And this is episode 276, Scott. That's right, John. Episode 276 coming on about four weeks after episode 275. Wow. Because we had shit going on, man. Shit going yeah. on. We got a lot to talk about. We got, um, you had surgery. Yeah. Uh, while you were in surgery, I did a half marathon. Um, we got the Bulls to talk about, the Hawks to talk about, right? We, we saw movies. Yeah. You and I saw a movie together. That's right. Date night. All that is coming up, John. All that John and more. John Scott, date night. But before we get to that, let's try to call TP right now because I have, I have to talk to him about something. And it's in between periods, second and third oh. period of the Hawks game. So we right. don't want to interrupt TP and Hawks viewing. But I do need to speak with him. I also have TP News. TP News coming up as well. Right. And something that you helped me get, TP, John. You contributed to. <laughs> and I'll tell you about that in a little bit. But we have Skype working, right? Yeah. Yes. They're showing old Hawks footage. I can't believe these goalies didn't wear masks. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Well, they didn't have sticks where they could hit the puck 200 miles an hour (laughs) in the face. Yeah. They're special sticks. Hello. TP, what's up? You watching the Hawks game? No, I'm just getting back from, uh, I'm, I'm actually on the road. Coming back home from work. Well, you shouldn't be talking and driving, but we're going to forgive you this time. Uh, uh, hey, so well, you got? Did, did you get those days off that we talked about? It, yes. All right. The Hawks are losing two to nothing. Do you know that? No, I don't. Yeah, they're losing two to nothing. Don't the third radio just started. Yeah, turn your radio on. Unless you're listening uh, to us. Uh, that's all right. Listen. Listen. Uh, call look. me some other time. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get the days off? I need to know. I need to know. The, the seventh, eighth, and ninth. Eighth. Yes, I'll have them off. All right. So I'll be picking you up either Thursday night or Friday morning. But we'll talk about that later. All right. All right. All right. If I don't talk to you, have a great Memorial Day weekend, there, TP. You too, dude. Thanks a lot. Right on. All dude. right. Later, <laughs> Later, dude. <laughs> Later. <laughs> <laughs> TP. Right, TP. The ever animated <laughs> TP. So, TP News. Uh, I am headed up to Eagle River with yeah. TP the 7th, 8th, and 9th of June, bringing my son as well. The reason my son is going is because the entire month of July, he's going to be at camp in North Carolina. Yeah. Oh. So this is the one weekend I can get him up to Eagle River. Yeah. Uh, my aunt and uncle, my mom and Spend her husband. Spend some time. Spend some time fishing, swimming, you know, the whole deal. So he's excited about that. Then I called TP and I said, hey, I'm taking my son up. You want to come with? And he got the days off of work. How about that, John? Yeah. That that's, is exciting. That's out of sight. That is out of sight. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the conservative Republicans getting TP together with them. So that they can bash Obama. Oh, I can hear the latest. You're going to have to line up and bash Obama, too, because this guy, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's doing. 
I haven't been following, oh, so maybe you can God, talk about. Obama. You can educate me a little bit about home Obama. Oh, I don't even watch Obama anymore. I watch John Stewart. He tells me everything I need to know. I, I don't need. Uh, I don't need. Uh, well, what Fox. they're going to parrot is Rush Limbaugh, Glenn Beck, um, uh, Sean Hannity. Whatever those guys are talking about, they are. So I try to listen to Rush Limbaugh when I can. Yeah. Um, but the last time I did, he was saying that the the two bombers, the Boston bombers, yeah, they were influenced by liberal Democrat professors. That's oh, why they whatever. did it. Whatever. That's yeah. reaching. No, I think I'm that's talking reaching about a little bit. IRS scandal. Uh, John Stewart does a really good job on his show. I mean, when he has no choice but to point out the stupidity. Uh, he does it so well, and he pointed out how <laughs> Obama keeps saying, yeah, the way I found out about this was on the news, the same way you did. Like, as uh, Tweety Bird, Chris Matthews said, it's as if there's a car being driven, but there's nobody steering the steering wheel. <laughs> um <laughs> And Obama, who's supposed to be steering that steering wheel, he keeps coming up with... So he, he said the same thing, like, uh, in 2011 and 2009. Every time there was something scandalous or something that came up, yeah, I just learned about it in the news, the same as you did. So then uh, John Stewart says, I wonder how he found out about uh, Osama bin Laden being shot. Probably seeing himself on TV. <laughs> That <laughs> was great. Yeah, Obama's a fu- what a fucking disappointment. He's uh, he's putting people in jail, like uh, news reporters in jail, and using some old 1917 law against espionage. Uh, he's um, he's just fucking nuts. He's doing uh, these drone drone attacks still. Old boss, same as the new boss. Yeah. He hasn't shut down the war. He's even worse. Well, yeah, you know... I kind of missed the W. It was... Uh, really? Well, I do miss the W for the... The, um, the com- comedic relief. Right, from the comedic perspective. Uh, but... I guess the things I'm dis- disappointed in... And he did set expectations high. Because he talked about transparency. He talked about shutting Gitmo down. Is Gitmo Damn, shut down? I don't think so. No. Uh, and transparency, his version of transparency is, I'll have a website and I'll allow people to put petitions together yeah. and then I'll put a canned response out there. It's fuzzy man. That's transparency. No, that's not transparency. No. Um, so, yeah, there's some disappointment there. But, you know, if you look at the economy, he did inherit the, the shittiest fucking economy in the last 80 years. And it is showing signs of finally turning around. Yeah. Now, I don't know if his policies had anything to do with that or if it was it was uh, uh, capitalism just uh, responding to, you know, this, this depression. But the big banks still are, are off the hook. I don't know why. Um, oh, yeah. The money is still being transferred to them. And then uh, for somehow... Uh, Democrats and Republicans are arguing about petty shit when, when we're being robbed. Well, Obamacare is going to cost everybody a fortune. It sh- he should have just, you know, single payer, just started with Medicare and reduced the age gradually from, you know, 65 to 55 to 50 and children, you know. 
Um, instead, he's got this super fucking complicated. I'm going to put in what Romney did, and then nobody can complain about it because it's a Republican plan. And my wife is telling me it's it's really going to cost them a lot of money. It's going to cost businesses a lot of money. It's going to cost people money that can't afford it to pay for it. And you're better off just paying the penalty than paying for the actual Obamacare. Hmm. Interesting. Well, now, Obamacare yeah. is only for those people that can't... Um, if you don't have insurance, if you then, don't have insurance, right, right, right. But we're so the people like I have insurance, but I'm still going to pay for this. No, no. But if you didn't have insurance, you have the you can pay for it, or you could opt out and then just pay the penalty, which is still pretty expensive. My wife's still disseminating the whole thing with a bunch of attorneys and stuff to try and figure it out. Maybe your your wife knows about it, but. Well, somebody's got to uh, pay, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean the insurance companies are going to make out like bandits. Are they? Oh, God yeah. damn it! I fucking hate insurance. That's the companies. problem. That's Unless I started working for one, then I'd love them. I guess. <laughs> I'd be like, look at all this free money. It's like printing money. I mean, I, I was talking to a friend of ours a couple years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, and uh, she was telling me that yeah, Obamacare is awesome for us because. One of the things it's requiring is that that hospitals change over their records to a more electronic database, and they sell the software for that. So they're making shitloads of money selling the software to all these hospitals nice. and medical institutions that have to manage their records better. Because I go in my, my doctor's office, and they still got those fucking file folders, hundreds of them, you know, lined up. Right, and then uh, I had to help the the chick who does the billing once because she hands me a bunch of bills, and I'm like, "What is this shit?" She goes, "Oh well, when we move, there's some bills you didn't pay, and there's this." I'm like, "That that can't be right." So I'm looking at the math on it, and I'm like, well, "Wait a minute, this says we owe more than you actually even billed us." Oh yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it's it's probably a glitch or something. Uh, yeah. So I brought it home to my wife, and I start we start going through it, combing through it, what our insurance paid, what they charged us, what they billed the insurance, all kinds of $250 here, $200 there. So she calls her back up and says, look, this is wrong. You, you, do you guys know how to run your, your, pay, your uh, billing system? Uh, somebody else did it before I took over, so I don't know. Next thing I know, it's just completely erased. We're starting from zero. Cause, well, that's cool. Well, we had proof that we paid every single bill. Where did these other charges come from? They couldn't explain it. Can't explain that. Yeah, it's, it's fuzzy math. It's fuzzy math. Well, maybe, yeah. you know, the Obamacare is one of the things that's, that's uh, stimulating the economy because it, it is a lot of work, right, to, to tr- move into a new paradigm and people are like this woman or your friend or whatever her company's making money um developing these systems or developing this stuff and transferring all this this hey the hawks 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 just scored transferring all this this paperwork to electronic and and databases and stuff so so that's cool so innovation still happens and and that and it's it's uh technology it's science um 
that's the way to go, right? Yeah, but I the thing about the economy, yeah, it's coming back, it's it's crawling back um, slowly. But part of the problem is is that companies have become way more productive now. So they figured out ways to cut costs and keep from hiring more people. That's just basically by working people more hours. So people are getting more overtime. So, for example... And they're not getting paid for it, right? Well, no. I read an article no, that if, a if lot you're, of... If you're salaried, right. They're they're working the shit out of you with the salary. Oh, no. Even uh, people are hourly that it's are illegal. working overtime. Right. But there there's um, an article I read that they're being bullied by their employers to not uh, record it or, hey, I'll find somebody else and they'll take your job. Yeah, well, if they're smart enough, they'll go and file a lawsuit against a company. The, pro- the problem is, is that companies that do that, they end up having to pay retroactively all the overtime back. And it's in uh, states like Illinois, where it's heavily unionized still, um, not like Wisconsin, um, the uh, labor is going to favor the worker. So you're going to, you know, if that were to happen here, for example, and maybe it is, I don't know. Um, the uh, lawsuit would 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 tip in the favor of of the worker, and and then they'd have to pay shitloads of money out and back. Um, they just got to get a bunch of witnesses to say, yeah, I worked. I was supposed to come in at 8 to, you know, 5, and they had me coming in from 6 to 6 every single day, but not report those hours. And uh, enough people sign up for that, and boom, everybody's getting a check, a big, fat payout. And then, you know, the company will get fined. But sometimes they screw up, and, you know, the laws change every year. So sometimes organizations screw up, and they put people on salary, and then realize later they are not supposed to be salaried. You know, sometimes they don't know that they're doing that. Who knows? All right, then. Moving on. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what they're doing. They're more productive, working people longer hours. It's actually, in some cases, it's cheaper to pay the OT because each employee, when you think about it, com- some companies are anywhere from 29 to 42% is the extra burden that they pay for payroll taxes and benefits and all those things. So that's, you know, just a hard number, 42%. But to pay those people overtime to work just a few hours more a month is is a lot be- easier to, to swallow than having to hire another person and then guaranteeing them the 42% burden. Whatever you just said, right on. Now, why isn't that a goal? The, they waved that goal off. Did you see that, John? Interference. <clears throat> what do you mean? Like hinder? He, hinder? Yeah, because he's keeping the goalie from moving. Oh, that's It BS. looks like it. Maybe it came off of a skate or he kicked it in. He's not keeping... What is he doing? Goalie can move. I don't know. That's BS. So we're watching the Hawks. Hawks are tied one to one with Detroit. No goal. What, what, is, what is the in the playoffs? No goal. No goal. And uh, they just took a goal away. So oh, it's still, the guys run out there with an octopus. It's still two to one. You Detroit's up. Yeah, I saw swinging that. an octopus over his head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, Obama eight years and the W eight years. And Obama's it's got a couple of years left. So which yeah. presidency was more? 
successful or disastrous? How would you... Um well, I I would say without a doubt that the W's is more disastrous. Uh, it, it has lasting effects. I don't think the shit Obama's doing is going to have lasting effects, but except for the fact that the war, this war, <laughs> these fucking wars, shut them off already. These drone attacks, enough with that. Um, well, interestingly, I read an article today that said the police, if they think um, you are like one of these Boston bombers, they can just open fire. Yeah. And if they think, uh, and there's another case or, or uh, requirement, if they think something, they can just start opening uh, fire. Well, that, that's the that, case. That's the ridiculousness of this whole fucking paranoia. Right. The cops shot like 150 times into that boat. Well, I mean, and- what what... There's a story about uh, a kid at Hofstra and, who was taken hostage, and it turns out that the cops are the ones who shot the hostage, not the hostage taker. But the, the, uh, I think it was Slate Magazine or Slate.com said, if this is now part of, of the way that the police are going to operate, that they can have this ability to shoot people just because of a thought, how soon can they start using drones to do this? Yeah, right. So, yeah, drones on on us, John. Drones you know, that, on us. That's why you start thinking about why people are paranoid and they want guns now. I mean, ammunition is becoming like silver. It's a commodity. There's, there's, the shelves are bare because it's flying off the shelves. These people are paranoid now. You know, one level of paranoia equals, you know, just... Upgrades to another level with somebody else, right? But is it is it, the paranoia is not driven from the drone argument? That's a relatively new argument. But the I think the paranoia is driven from Obama's going to take my guns away argument, right? Yeah, because he wants background checks with, on. Yeah, that's so stupid. Uh, that's the one thing I don't understand. The Republicans are so dumb. When you ask him, well, wait a minute, you guys are for. You know, background checks to vote or get a driver's license, but anybody can get a gun, even an illegal immigrant. I mean, that's basically what you're saying. All you have to do is get a firearm identification card, which is, there's no background check in that. Right. Yeah. Hey, but it's our first, second amendment, right? Yeah. Yeah. A well-regulated militia, which means put a fucking background check in. Isn't that what it means, John? Yeah. Yeah. Here's top top five reasons why applications are delayed and returned for uh, a firearm identification card. Applications not signed. U.S. citizen question not marked. Illinois driver's license or state ID number not approved. Question boxes not marked yes or no. $10 fee not included with application. Nowhere does it say anything about background check or anything. So you can have... To get into this country, once you get in, you can get a fake driver's license. There's nothing about a social security number. You can get a state ID. No problem. Yeah. So you can go to a gun show, show your card, buy a gun, 
no background check, no waiting period, and go commit a bunch of crimes. But heaven forbid you come across the border to feed your fucking family. Yeah, Detroit just scored again, John. It's three to one. Oh, for the love of Job. <laughs> I didn't say it went off the post. Come on. Look at that. Instant replay. Oh, no. It went in and out. Wow. Come on, Crawford. Would you close your eyes? <laughs> Look at him. Oh, open your eyes. Oh, there it is. Uh, Idiot. Yeah, thumbs up, of course. Yeah. Why not? All right, Jesus then, John. Um, Jesus crap. Yeah. TP. Oh, TP News. So uh, TP brought a computer to me to fix it, and it was like this 10-year-old thing that I couldn't even get to come online. Like, it wouldn't even boot up. He thought it was a virus, and I'm like, no, Tony, this computer's like 10 years a, old. I think Obama put a virus. <laughs> this It's not going to happen, all right? It's just uh, not going to happen. I don't think it's uh, a virus. <laughs> so, the first thing I did, I have this laptop, and I have it on my lap right now, John. It's, yeah. it's my kind of my TTN laptop, and it's also the laptop that I did my original development on with uh, right. the company I started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's got some sentimental value, and I figured, well I'll, ju- well, I'll just clean it up and I'll give this to TP. I'll give him a laptop. But then I found out his brother uses his laptop to do his email and shit like that. Uh. I'm like, fuck that. Tell your brother to fuck off yeah. and get his own computer, which I, I don't think TP can do. So then I thought, well, maybe I'll get him a tablet. So I, I went and got him a tablet. I decided to get him a tablet, so I got him a Kindle. Yeah. And it was on sale, so I got him a Kindle. And you had given me a Amazon gift card, so I used your gift card to get <laughs> That's Tony nice. a Kindle. So you... That, that was for you. I know, and this is what I... So you and I got Tony a Kindle. Oh, to, uh, and like Tony's like my mom. He's like technologically... <laughs> Uh, unadvanced. Okay, folks, when you give a gift to somebody, uh, do you take that gift and re-gift it to someone it's else? It's not a re-gift. Yeah, yeah, it is. No, it's not. What is it? It is It is doing what is something. It? Here, here's the deal. What Tony's is it? like... No, no, no. Computer you, you illiterate. Back your ass out of this one. It's not, a, it's not a re-gift. What is it? I'm using it. You and I are giving Tony a new Kindle because of this. No, no. How did, how did I get involved in it? Because you I'm were so generous. I'm an unwilling participant. Yes, but once you transfer that to me, it's my gift. I can so do whatever I want with it. So you re-gifted it. I didn't re-gift yeah, it. It's not did. like you gave me a blender and then I gave it to Tony. That's a re-gift. It's exactly you what you did. Me. <laughs> it's exactly what you did. There's no difference. You gave me a money to spend on Amazon. Folks, and everybody I spent listening it. to this argument, weigh in on the TTN I page, spent Facebook it page. To get Tony a Kindle. Yeah. You cheap ass mf'er! <laughs> you're unbelievable. Hey, you gonna pay for my ticket? I yeah. think you're as long way as you buy me here. around. As long as you pick me up, buy yeah. me around, and pay the tip for the fucking valet. Sure, I'll do it. <laughs> Whatever. Why don't I get you two? <laughs> you fucking tight, cheap ass. You were the one who you, offered you me two. Are, you hey, are nothing. You're, you're moving you ahead. Never, we did never not get to our Steve date yet. About we did not to get to our date yet. Oh my you are God. moving ahead, and I I call foul. <laughs> <laughs> you re-gifting motherfucker. 
I see. I see. What do you mean you see? Read, oh, my God. Well, here's, here's my dilemma now, John. <laughs> so I got the Kindle, but the Kindle, it requires an Amazon account. Yes. It requires an email, yeah. and it requires a credit card. So I'm like, do, do I want to get all that shit from Tony and set him up? And he's yeah. still not going to know how to use it. Sure he At will. least he knows how to use a laptop. So I'm, I'm struggling now. Should I give him my laptop? And then I'll keep the Kindle. In which the re-gift argument goes out the window. <laughs> but Why? Who do you give it to? Your wife? No, I keep it myself. Why? You're, you got an iPad. I have an iPad, but maybe I dedicate <laughs> I my... I got two hey, laptops, hey, an iPad, and a maybe Kindle. Maybe I dedicate my Kindle to porn, and okay? And a big, giant Maybe it's iPod. functionally... Functional porn Kindle is yeah. what I use it for. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm cool like that. Yeah, you sure are. <laughs> Kool-Aid. <laughs> Unbelievable. So I need to make that decision before June 7th when I will pick up TP and take him up to Eagle River. Why don't Eagle you River. just show him how to use it? It's really easy. I will. Download some books for him. He might get nervous when I say, you got to give me a credit card. It doesn't mean you have to spend I mean, anything. What? But you, See, you have know, to give Obama, me a credit card number. Obama's <laughs> trying to take my ID. <laughs> Right. Yeah. He's going to give you a Home Depot credit card. <laughs> you think he's got a credit card? I asked him. He said he does. Oh, okay. Yeah, he only needs a credit card when he buys something. Like a movie. Right. So if he rents a movie. Well, I was thinking of getting like three mo- I can get him a three-month Netflix for free, right? And let him yeah. check that out. Use his Kindle for that. All he's got to do is pay eighty bucks for a Prime account and uh, eighty bucks a year. Eighty bucks right? a year for a Prime account on Amazon. He's got a bunch of free movies, bunch of shit out there. Not only that, TV series. Show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm reluctantly happy to be part of your gift for well, that's Tony. So, that's so awesome yeah. of you. Okay, reluctantly. Yeah. And then you come over here and drink all my booze every week. <laughs> oh, oh, I, you know what? I happenstance forgot. Do you want me to go back and get no. it? No. I do have a bottle of Eagle Rare I left at home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I went to my neighbor's on Saturday night, and I gave him uh, red. Oh. I, oh, you gave him something. Gave that's him, really nice. I gave him red breast for uh, Christmas. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So he's like, hey, I'm like, what are you drinking? And he's drinking the red breast. He's like, hey, you need a refill? I'm like, right on, dude. So I got some of my Christmas gift back. Yeah, see? I know you were. Is that awesome yeah. or what? Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. I don't know what you're talking about. I am so generous <laughs> <laughs> with my time. You give me a gift and then you're always like, money. let's see, how much was the gift John gave me? It better equal the same amount. That's not true. Yeah. I always exceed the amount. That I give you? Yes. Oh, how? (laughs) I try to. It's the thought that counts, John. (laughs) I buy a watch to remember you by, and you buy a Kindle for your other friend. (laughs) That's quality. That's some great friendship there. (laughs) I never know what to get myself. I put stuff in my shopping cart, and I'm like, yeah, I really don't want that. You could have bought that waterproof uh, iPod. Well, I didn't hear about that until just two days ago. Until after I spent it on for Tony. <laughs> right. 
You got to hurry up with gift ideas for me, or I'll give it yes. to somebody else. All right, John. Moving on. Uh, you have a gig coming up. Yeah. P.S. Pub. That is uh, next weekend. That's correct. Next Friday. Uh, Saturday. Saturday. Right. I'm so glad it's a Saturday. You Saturday. know why? Why is that? Because my cousin Greta and her friend are coming in for a 10-mile run at Soldier Field. That's Saturday morning. Yeah. In addition to that, my daughter and six of her friends are doing something, uh, some sort of a 5K where they throw pain at you in Chicago on Saturday morning. And somehow, uh. I volunteered to get them downtown uh. on a train, do the Wait 5K. How did you, what do you mean you volunteered to get them downtown on a train? Just put them on the freaking train. I can't. Or leave. they need a chaperone. I cannot. Yeah, they can't be alone in Chicago. 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 So I got to get them down there, have them do their five k, and then rustle them back up into the train, and get them home. And I am not looking forward to wow. that. And my daughter's like, "Come on, Dad, let let us get a hotel room. We'll get a room, and then you get the room next to us, and you know, and then." And I'm like, you guys will get kicked out. You're so fucking loud. <laughs> you'll get, and then, then I'll be... Then yeah, I'll, you'll I'll, be on the dole yeah. for like six grand. I'll be on the dole for six grand, yeah. and I'll have to come back home. You'll have then, to use my Amazon <laughs> gift card next year to pay off your damages and at the I'll hotel. And then I'll have to drive you back downtown yeah. the next morning. Uh, so forget that. Yeah. So then she reached out to my cousin and said, Hey, I heard you had a race. This is your favorite cousin. Do you want to rent a room with us? Uh, trying to hit her up. Oh, that reminds me. I need to, I need to message her and say, say no to my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. <laughs> no, she will. She'll say no. I know she will. I don't even have to message her. She'll say that. So uh, I got that going on next week. I am not looking forward to that at all. And then Emma's like, oh, well, I think all of them should sleep over Friday night and then we can all. No, no. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you what time they need to meet us at the train station, and they need to get to the fucking train station. And then I'll get your asses downtown, and I'll bring you back home. And that's that. We're done. We're done with this. Done. So then, I got a busy Saturday. I got got that going on Saturday morning. Um, Then, the gig, P.S. Pub, John. Right. P.S. Pub in Wheeling, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's the one with the uh, liquor store right next door? Yeah. Yeah, and they got spider going on. Yeah. You know, I was at this tavern, and uh, they poured me the last, uh, what did I have? I had Glenlivet, I think. Yeah. They poured me the last one, and they're like, oh, you know, hey, there's not enough. I got to, give me five minutes. I got to go in the back and get some more. And I'm like, spider! And they looked at me like, yeah, what? No, it doesn't work, yeah. man. A real class joint like It's not PS a class Pub. joint. It wasn't a class joint. That's right. P.S. Pub's a class yeah. joint, John. Spider. So now your band, your band's name is Modern Elixir, John. Yeah. You guys will be at P.S. Pub and Wheeling on Saturday. Yes. You're the only band, right? That's correct. What time you hit the stage? Uh, whenever we want, you know. Typically, that's around, what, 9 o'clock? Uh, yeah, 9, 9.30. 9.30. And you play till 1? No, we're not going to play that. New, I don't uh, think we noon. have enough songs. Noon. Midnight? Yeah, noon. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to play the dude the next day. Like three sets? You do three sets? Yeah. 
three sets. And I'm going to be your roadie, right? Yeah, yeah. Right on. That is super fucking cool, man. It's going to be easy. Of course it is. Why wouldn't it? uh, The equipment is not like it was for Ripper's Bad. (laughs) Remember that equipment? (laughs) Yeah, that was a lot of equipment. Yeah. That's right, it stinks! Wasn't that bad. No. 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 Yeah, All right, John, so you got whining. that gig coming up. That's yeah. very exciting. All right, let's talk about uh, in the four weeks that we were gone, I guess the two biggest stories, John, one is your gallbladder was removed. Yeah. You you made the decision. Yeah. You said, yeah. get this thing out of me. So tell me about that. What, get it the fuck out. Give me the highlights of that. Uh, um, yeah, the uh, short version, basically, um, uh, I went to see a surgeon um, on a Tuesday. And he's like, yeah, I went and grabbed all my test results, and he looked them over, and he says, oh, okay. You have what's called, uh, as we get older, um, this you have what's called a lazy gallbladder. A lazy gallbladder. A lazy gallbladder. It's like a pear-shaped uh, organ underneath the lever. It's attached to the lever through the common bile duct. And Wait a minute. I have something called the lever yeah, in me? Yeah, that's what he called it, the lever. The lever. And uh, it, what happens is it, it gets lazy and it doesn't excrete enough of the bile. So the bile stays into the um, the gallbladder and it it, uh, it starts to spasm and that causes the pain. Okay, so uh, I said, hey, I heard about the Da Vinci robot to take it out. What do you think of that? He goes, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, that's hospitals doing a lot of marketing. Um, We don't use the Da Vinci robot for that. It might be good for uh, hysterectomy or maybe some other um, uh, forms of surgery, but not to remove the gallbladder. As a matter of fact, we've had several um, lawsuits uh, because (laughs) (laughs) it did not uh, work so well. So we we prefer the laparoscopic uh, cholecystectomy, so we... uh, um, that works better. I've done uh, like five hundred. Wait a minute. Wait. You use the word colus. What the what? Col- Cholecystectomy. Does that mean they they do like some incisions and then yeah. they go up your? No, that's laparoscopic. Laparoscopic surgery. They uh, start with a hole in my belly button and they shove a camera in there, and then they fill my abdomen up with gas. What kind of gas. Burr? Like CO2. CO2. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and they just fill that thing up. And so they got room to work, and they make three more incisions where they put the tools in. Hold on. So they fill your abdomen with gas first. Yeah. And then when they make the incisions, yeah, it probably sounds like that, right? <laughs> when they're making the incisions. I don't incision. know. I'm, I'm asleep. <laughs> So he explained, you know, we make two, three more incisions, and we go in there, and we remove it, and it takes about eh, 45 minutes to an hour, sometimes an hour and a half. He says, if it if we run into any complications, we have to do a full open surgery where we have to make about a four-inch to six-inch cut under the rib cage, and then we go in and we remove the gallbladder that way the as gallbladder. well. But that inc- that will include a hospital stay. 
In your case, I think we you will go in in the morning and you'll be leaving by the afternoon. I said, okay. So, uh, when do you want to get it done? He says, I said, let's do it right away. Let's do it next week. Next next Tuesday. He's like, okay. Okay, well, he shakes my hand. He walks out, and that was it. So, I set it up with this his assistant, and nobody calls me back. So, I'm calling them, and I'm like, hey, what's going on? I was supposed to get a call by uh, Thursday, and I haven't received a call. And they said, oh, sorry. So they made a couple of calls. They called me back. They said, you're scheduled for uh, 2.30 on Tuesday, and um, uh, you should be getting a call from the hospital. So within minutes, I got a call from the hospital. Uh, They wanted me to meet with an anesthesiologist because... They were asking me a bunch of questions. They said, do you ever get shortness of breath walking upstairs? And I thought, well, every morning I get this two flights of stairs I got to walk in the morning. And I I feel a little winded when I get to the top. So I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I walk this uh, stairs in the morning at work, yeah, yeah, I'm a little winded. Uh, oh, oh, well, we need you to see the anesthesiologist then. Who doesn't okay. get winded? I walk up three flights of stairs I know, and I man. get winded. I, I don't know. I just thought maybe that's not normal. So I said the same thing to some people. And they're like, oh, we we hate those fucking stairs. The whole office gets winded on those stairs. It's after you're driven in a car for an hour or a half hour and your legs are all numb from just sitting there. Yeah, everybody gets winded. And I thought, oh, okay. Well, I wanted to see the anesthesiologist anyway to ask some questions. So we met at Fat Mustard's that day. And then I went straight to the anesthesiologist and met up with that person. And um, it was a great conversation. Uh, They said, um, I said I was told that uh, I might have trouble um, putting the uh, intertubulation or whatever they call it. it. It's a tube they shoved down your throat into your lungs and um she said well yeah if 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 you do what we do is while you're under anesthesia (laughs) we wake you up we wake you up and then you have to swallow the fucking tube down how do they do that with like smelling salts i don't know they They just wake you up wake the fuck up let's go and uh, I said, okay. She says, no, I don't think you'll need that. Don't worry about it. So that was cool. So, you know, um, I went through the weekend, and then I had to fast. I had to fast. I couldn't drink or eat anything after midnight um, on Sunday all the way till my surgery. So I wake up, and all I could do is take my medication uh, for my blood pressure, but nothing else. So I wake up that Monday and I have this excruciating back pain on the left side. Right away, I know it's a kidney stone. I'm passing a fucking kidney stone while I'm going to have a goddamn operation to have my gallbladder removed. So I'm sitting there waiting and waiting, you know, for my wife to come home from work and pick me up and drive me over there. And the thing that they do before you go there um, is they ask you to take two ounces of milk of magnesia at 6 o'clock the night before. 
And I I look at it and I'm like, oh, it's for upset stomach and you know, oh, and it's to loosen your you know stool. Your stool. And uh, I had no. I shat nine fucking times, Scott. After two ounces of milk, of nine times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I shat nine fucking times. Just like that. Well, I, I that's, all the way till the next morning. Yeah, that's great. That's great advice because after you have something, well, I had a hernia uh, yeah. surgery. It was outpatient, but uh, get all the shit out of you yeah. you can because after the surgery, it's uh, it's not pleasant. No bowel movements are not pleasant. So the more you can get out before you have yeah. surgery, the better. So I get this all out of me, and you know now I got this kidney stone. And the wife's like, what do you want to do? I go, take me to get the gallbladder removed. So it's 1 o'clock. We shoot over to the hospital. Uh, I tell the nurses what's going on. They get the surgeon. He comes in with his little cap on, and he goes, "Um, yeah, uh, John, uh, um, unfortunately, we cannot do the surgery today. It's a little inconvenient for me, but... uh, you need to get this taken care of. Uh, you need. I have a a, neuro, uh, a urologist. I want to uh, you to go see. I said, listen, dude. Listen, look. I'm here. I got the IV in. I got the stupid gown on. I'm ready to go. You're taking this thing out today. Don't worry about the go- the uh, kidney stone. I've had five of them already. Yeah, five of them. Uh, this, uh, I'll pass this one. It'll be no problem. He says, okay, well, I got to talk to your doctor first. And uh, so he does. And he comes back and he goes, okay, it's all set. We're going to go forward with it. So the anesthesiologist should be in to talk to you. And I'm like, cool. Anesthesiologist comes in. Big fucking dude, man. This guy's like 6'8", 300 pounds. He's a big guy. And uh, he comes in and explains what they're going to do and shove the tube down my throat and stuff. And I said... I've heard that you got to wake guys up sometimes, the, the fat guys. You got to wake them up. He goes, Well, sometimes with our heavier patients, but you got some really good neck motion going there. Oh. Like you can suck a big <laughs> cock, I guess. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but he says you can extend your head way back. So I don't think we're going to have a problem. But I have a couple of toys in case it gets hard to jam in there to get it in there. I'm like, Well, that's comforting. Thank you. And he says, are you claustrophobic? I go, well, yeah. Like, if I'm in a like a VW Beetle yeah, in the back seat, sure. I'm very claustrophobic. No, no, we're going to put a mask over your face. I go, while I'm awake? Well, yeah, for a couple seconds, but then you'll be asleep. I said, well, I don't care about that. Okay, great. So they said, okay, you're ready to go. I'm ready to go. Let's go. They wheel me down. They get me in the operating room. Now, whenever you watch TV... When they put somebody on the operating table, they pick them up. They grab the sheets and they move them over right. to the bed. They ask me to get up and, <laughs> and go onto the bed. <laughs> Apparently, I'm too heavy for them to lift. They're like, so my ass and my nuts and everything are hanging out. You're cause nuts. Because all I got is this paper gown on, and I got to crawl over to this fucking little... It was like a... A two by twelve, this narrow piece of wood uh, with a sheet on it, 
And then, um, yeah, what's up with that? I don't I remember know. that from my hernia surgery. I'm like, I, I'm Boy, like, I my I'm shoulders gonna... are falling off of this thing. <laughs> so, How are they going to keep me down? So I lay on the thing, and uh, they're like, "Can you touch the sides?" I'm like, "Not really. Under my ass, I can touch." And they go, oh, "That's fine." And they're all laughing, and they're all business, man. They don't fuck around. They're flipping the lights on. There's people talking, running around. I'm just laying there, and next thing I know, they flip out these two boards, and I'm laying like Jesus. Like the Jesus. They got my arms straight out <laughs> like the Jesus. <laughs> just like the Jesus. Yeah. And uh, next Jesus thing I... Jesus was standing up. Yeah. Right? You right. were, you were right. lying I wasn't, down. Well, I don't know. After they knocked they me out, who knows up, what the fuck right? they were doing to me. <laughs> so uh, the guy puts the mask over my face, and he says, uh, take a couple of deep breaths. And I do, and I could taste... I couldn't really smell it, but I could taste this. Um, it like tasted like hairspray, you know, coming out of the out of the mask. And within two two breaths, Scott, I kid you not, I was waking up in another room. I mean, like that. I literally went, remember going, <sighs> "Okay, wake up, John. Hey, how's it going?" I'm like. Is that what, it? What, I'm ready. What, what? I'm done. What, huh? what, she goes, huh? yeah, you're done. Everything went great. Uh, I go, well, they told me they're going to wake me up and make me wave my arms and cough. Yeah, you did that. I don't remember that. She goes, yeah, people don't remember that stuff. I'm like, oh, my God, what else did I do? Like a puppet show with my balls and my, sh- you know, what the fuck? So uh, she says, yeah, you know, you did great. Everything went great. Um, you I did said, great just lying yeah. there as we yeah, filled you good with job gas. as we filled you with gas. <laughs> and, you know, I, I weighed myself before I left my house, and when I got there, they made me weigh myself. And when I got home afterwards, well, let me, let me finish up. So they, uh, they said, well, you need to breathe on your own, uh, and your oxygen has to get up to 90-some percent. And once it does, then you can go home. I'm like, okay. So they said, we're going to take you off oxygen. I said, okay, I got this tube in my nose. And they shut it off. Next thing, the alarms are... I'm like, what's going on? Oh, your oxygen went below 80%. You're still not there yet, so we got to keep feeding you the oxygen. And then they wheel me to another room, a little tiny room. My wife comes in. My parents come in. Do a couple more breaths. They take the thing off of me. And next thing I know, I'm signing out. So I got there at 1 o'clock and got home at 6.30. Nice. Same day. Felt fine when I got home. I'm like, you know, I'm a little tired. I'm a little groggy, a little sore. I noticed they put in like 14 staples in my body. Um, And, um, yeah, they gave me a bunch of Vicodin. Uh, um. And and everything was great. Oh, and then I get home and I weigh myself, and I weigh six pounds more than when I went into the hospital. So all that fluid that they filled me with from the IV and inflammation, you know, swelling, and all that, yeah, I could, my my stomach was distended because they said it's going to take a while for all the gas to uh, come out of your body. And, uh, you know, and it does. It's, you know, you got a lot of that going on. And 
So for the first two days, uh, I felt great. I actually, the second day I woke up, I started working from home, did a bunch of stuff. I'm like, shit, do I really, do I need to stay home? I could probably go to work, you know? I thought, how hard could it be, right? Right. Uh, Tuesday night, I started feeling a little sore, you know, a little tough, like did about, you know, a hundred sit-ups or something. And for the first time in my life. No, and you didn't. You didn't. Come on, really? That's what I felt like. Oh, I see. Um, and uh, yeah, it was okay. Ate ate a little bit. Felt okay. Wednesday morning, I wake up and I cannot get out of bed. I felt like the mob worked me over with a fucking baseball bat, dude. I am not kidding you. I could not get my wife had to help me out of bed because I couldn't. I couldn't turn anyway or whatever i tell you dude it felt like somebody hit me in the stomach 50 times with a baseball bat and uh i'm like oh man i I don't feel good at all and uh i had a it was a bad day well thursday comes around i said you know i'm going out i'm gonna do some shopping i got some errands to run i got all this stuff to do and, you know, you're taking Vicodin and stuff, so you don't really shit. It takes, you know, it feels like, well, I, you know, I shit everything out on that Monday. So there's, it's going to take a couple days, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I go, uh, I decide to do some, some uh, you know, activities. I go out, get you know, just get moving around, go to the s- store, exchange some shorts, I went to Lowe's. Is the day after you had surgery? No, no, this is Thursday. Thursday. So two days after. So. Yeah. I had the surgery on a, did I say Tuesday? I'm sorry. It was a Monday. Mm. I had it on a Monday. Monday. I had it on a Monday. So Tuesday felt good. Wednesday, okay. Thursday, or Wednesday, really bad. Thursday, um, it's still really sore. But now I have this pain, like way down in my—I thought it was my bladder. It just hurts so much. So I decide, you know what? I, I'm, I'm at the uh, Lowe's, and I said, "Hey, uh, you got a bathroom around here?" Yeah, right over there. So I go in the bathroom. I take a huge leak, and I'm still like, "Yeah, that's not doing anything." Oh, oh I wonder if it's the. If, if it's this kidney stone or whatever, I don't know what. So I decided to drive home instead of doing anything else. I go home, and the cleaning lady's here, and she's cleaning the first floor. And I sneak up to the master bathroom, and I sit on the toilet, and dude, I kid you not. <laughs> While the cleaning people are here? Yeah. Did they clean the bathroom already? No, or no, bathroom? no. And dude, <laughs> I was sitting on top of shit mountain by the time I got done. I had filled that fucking thing so That's full. one big pile of shit. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought I was going to hear Jeff Goldblum walk in and say, That is one big pile of shit. Yeah, but no. Uh, so it took quite a few flushes and then I even took the brush out and tried to swirl it around and, you know, get it all cleaned out. And I opened the window and, uh, and I snuck down into the basement, you know, to act like I was doing work down here. 
And I got to tell you, my body felt like it reset, like it rebooted at that point. I felt so much better. Uh, But then I started feeling shitty again towards the nighttime. I was supposed to go practice with the band. I said I couldn't do it. I was too tired. That's the other thing they told me about anesthesia. It takes a week to get uh, it all out of your system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's still like coming out a day. I'm exhausted, and then you wanted me to go with you, uh, meet you at Fat Mustards, which you did, didn't you? No, I didn't. didn't. Okay. I started getting texts from you like you're a fucking pussy. <laughs> My wife didn't have to take Vicodin. You big fucking pussy. <laughs> you big baby. <laughs> what the fuck? Fuck you. <laughs> That's unbelievable. And I'm thinking, it's what the fuck? I'm the pussy, huh? Stop it! Unbelievable. You idiot! <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! So, I took some... Uh, this time, I laid down and I I took some... Because uh, I, I was having pain in my back. So, I took um, uh, some ibuprofen and I laid down took a nap for an hour. And uh, I woke up uh, about 5 o'clock and took a piss, and it was all blood. Ugh. Yeah. You're a fucking choir boy compared to me. Stop being such a pussy. Yeah. Stop being such a pussy. Exactly. So I'm the pussy because I'm pissing blood and have my gallbladder removed. such a pussy. You didn't understand what I meant. Yeah. I meant it in the European. Oh, I see. Stop whining. I thought you meant. Stop whining. No, no, no. Pussy means you're such a pussy cat. Like Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I meant. Right. You're a fucking choir boy. <laughs> me. I'm choir boy. It's showtime. <laughs> so, you know, finally um uh yeah, that happened and then Saturday came and so I just laid around. I needed to get some rest because I was working Monday. And my boss was in town, so we had a business review, and we're supposed to do the podcast that night, but you couldn't do it for some reason. Um, And then we were going to do it Tuesday, but I couldn't do it because I had had to go out to dinner, which I did. (laughs) So I went out and had a a steak, right? Mm -hmm. And I had truffle butter all over the top of it, and I had these greasy... uh, 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 what do you call them? God damn it. Brussels sprouts with polenta. Not polenta. Uh, Brussels sprouts and pancetta and onions. And, you know, uh, I didn't drink really. I just had like some Sambuca at the end. And um, got there at 630. Didn't get home till 1130. So he had a really good time out, and then uh, I get the second I get home again to the bathroom, and just the the whole fucking experience all over again of the uh, you know. Yeah, but it's just falling out of yeah. you, right? You don't have to you don't have to push, no, right? So that's that's a good experience. But it? here's the interesting thing: <clears throat> that whole week. While stuff was coming out of me, it was like baby poop. It was uh, it was uh, yellow. 
It was real pale and yellow and sickly looking. And I thought, I'm fucking dying, man. There's something wrong with me. It's supposed to be brown. So I'm searching the internet and it's telling me that the bilirubin, I'm missing bile in my shit. That's what makes it brown. So I got something blocking it or something's not working right. Wait a minute. You had your gallbladder yeah. removed. That produces bile. No, it doesn't. Your doesn't liver it? produces the bile. So what does the gallbladder do? It releases the no, bile? No, it stores bile. It stores bile. All mammals have a gallbladder. So you don't need it. You don't need it. Your your liver produces three to five cups of bile a day. So uh, I'm like, okay, it's not working. The 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 orifice of odi, the little the little sphincter that opens up to release the bile into your intestine, is not working properly. There's something fucking wrong. So that means another surgery where they put a camera down your throat and they look into that thing. I'm thinking, what the fuck? Well, I thought I'm not going to worry about it. Until I see the doctor. It's two weeks. No big deal. After that second reset of my bodily functions on that Tuesday, this past Tuesday, um, everything, you got the brown duty back? everything's back to normal. You got the brown duty. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> brown duty's back. We're good to go. So, so every day is better and better. I mean, you know, last week, uh, Every day got a little better and better and better. Uh, but one thing I did notice, I'm allergic to latex. Really? Uh, yeah, the bandages gave me the fucking worst rash I've ever had on my body. So I pull my shirt up to show my wife. She's like, oh, my God. Like like I had leprosy or something. So she gets me some cream. We put it on there, and it seems to work out. It was so bad that where the bandage stuck to one of the areas it pulled the skin right off Ah. yeah so now it's now the staples are really itching and they're starting to get red and inflamed so you still have the staples yeah they come out tomorrow morning tomorrow morning that's a big day i I tried to take them out myself Uh, i was working one of them out myself but it started to hurt too much so yeah when i did the hernia i had the thread uh yeah uh, stitches yeah and they said yeah Sutures. so many days later you just cut them out and pull them so yeah. i did that myself nice if you have a problem come back in i didn't have a problem yeah so i didn't have to go back in yeah well they didn't suture me they use staples and i was told they usually use stary strips hmm. which is i don't know i don't know what the hell that is and they dissolve but apparently i'm they couldn't use the stary strips on me they went for the staple so, uh, yeah, so I got that going. So tomorrow is the follow-up, and they take the staples out. And then I guess I got to see my doctor and then follow up with a urologist. I think I'm just not drinking enough water throughout the day. I see. Or it could be the stress. Who knows? I see. Yeah. Yeah. So there did you, you have it. So did you look up early dumping? I did not. I did not look up early dumping. We had this conversation yesterday yeah. on our date, um, and it's you eat something, and two hours later, what you ate causes some du- early dumping. Yeah. Well, it depends. It's I was I was slightly wrong. It's called gastric gastric dumping syndrome, and there's early and there's late. 
Uh, gastric dumping syndrome or rapid gastric emptying is a condition where ingested foods bypass the stomach too rapidly and enter the small intestine largely undigested. It happens when the small intestine expands too quickly due to the presence of hyper hyperosmolar having increased osmolarity food from the stomach. Early dumping begins concurrently with or immediately succeeding ingestion of a meal. Symptoms of early dump, dumping include nausea, vomiting, bloating, cramping, diarrhea, dizziness, and fatigue. Late dumping happens one to three hours after eating. Symptoms of late dumping include weakness, sweating, and dizziness. Many people have both types. And it's usually associated with gastric bypass, but I found an article that is also linked to cholecystectomy. Uh, so removal of the gallbladder can cause it as well. How about that? Yeah. So I guess the what we had talked about is you said you ate something and you immediately got diarrhea. And I said it wasn't what you just ate. Yeah. It was what you ate before that gave you the diarrhea. And then you brought up this concept of early dumping. So, for example, if you um, if you drink chocolate milk and you start farting 30 minutes later, it's got nothing to do with chocolate milk. It has to do with your meal that you ate previously that causes the farting. What does that have to do with early dumping? <laughs> it's the same thing. No, it's not. It takes a while for your you to digest food. <clears throat> no, early dumping, it comes out right away. It says right here. Right. A condition where ingested foods bypass the stomach too rapidly and enter the small intestine. Largely undigested. Right. I understand that. So it comes right out. And then the late dumping happens later. It just takes a little longer, but it's <laughs> dumping. Yeah, but it's associated with all these other symptoms that... Do you have those symptoms? <clears throat> Sweating. Yeah. Vomiting. Yeah. No, no, you fatigue. don't have to have all of them. Symptoms could include nausea, vomiting, bloating, cramping, diarrhea, dizziness, and fatigue. All right. But what it says is that, like, if you eat a... So how I, how I got to the point where I was... I um, thought it was my gallbladder was I had just eaten a bunch of greasy uh, uh, buffalo wild wings, and I had diarrhea within two hours of eating it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I wasn't right after that. I had all this pain under my rib cage and through to my back, which I've had before, but I thought it was from drinking too much. Uh, but this time I hadn't been drinking at all. And now it was, it was this pain from eating this fatty meal and then it never subsided for four or five weeks. And that's when I went and saw the doctor finally. And then, you know, here we are with no gallbladder. Yes. Very good. Yeah. All right, then. Thank you. Moving on. So you get your staples out tomorrow. Yeah. You're not on Vicodin anymore. No. Your bowel movements are back to normal. Yes. And you don't have back pain anymore unless you have a kidney stone. Right. However, though, I was at my son's game on Saturday, and I took a step the wrong way, and it felt like one of my discs slipped. 
<laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> but you haven't had any other no. issues with that? No. Is that when I, uh, Em and I stopped by your son's game? Or was that a different game? No, it was, uh, uh, no, it was the Saturday before. It was last Saturday. It was like, no, was it Saturday? No, it wasn't Saturday. Saturday, he had a game before that. I think it was Tuesday, not Tuesday, it was Wednesday. Wednesday he had a game. It was Wednesday I threw my back out. Well, my in-laws had the garage sale, the annual garage sale, yeah. so we were working that, and uh, I had to run out and get some lunch. So uh, you had stopped by with your wife and said you were heading to your son's game. Yeah. So after Emma and I picked up some Red Hots, we stopped by West Park, and we watched an inning. We got to see your son bat. Yeah. He got walked, I believe, and then he scored. Scored a run because yeah. the pitcher walked like everybody on the the whole team that inning. And uh, did I tell you how they won that game? How did they win? You mean it was a close game? Yeah, they tied. They tied they up. They tied, and it was uh, it was in the seventh, bottom of the seventh, and uh, we had one out. We had a guy on first and a guy on third. So the coach at third just started waving the guy on first. Go, just go, just go, go, go. So the kid's like, what do I do? And he he starts kind of walking towards second, and the pitcher starts chasing after him with the ball. (laughs) Meanwhile, the third, he sends the guy home from third. Nice. Just run in, score. He scores. I'll throw it home! (laughs) They're screaming at the kid, chasing the other kid with the fucking ball. (laughs) And he scored. That's how they won. It and was a sweet decoy play. Game over, right? Game he, over. He, he walks over the plate and game's over. Game over. Two and a half hour fucking game. I can't believe that because the inning that we watched, I think the other team scored one run. And I think Emma and I left before the third out because the pitcher was just walking everybody. Yeah. And the yeah. one run after the other after the other. And then they finally replaced the picture. Picture? Yeah, well, then my son pitched, and then he walked in a bunch of runs. <laughs> we missed yeah. that. Well, here's why. Because he puts a pair of socks on where all five toes come out of the end of the sock so that he has matching red socks with his red shirt. I see. So instead of finding a pair where there is no hole, he wears the ones with the hole. You saw him, right? Sitting on the... Oh, yes. no, you... I took a picture of that of sit, on third on, base. Yeah, yeah. He was taking his shoe off because his fuck his toes came right through the sock. That's why he was having a hard time pitching. It was his push off foot. He was like, "Dad, it was hurting because I had no sock, so I was getting a blister." <laughs> I'm like, "You idiot!" I was to ask the coach if he had some tape. I was going to tape it up. Yeah, he's a genius. It's amazing because he's got like uh, the he's straight A's in science and math, you know, common sense. Forget it. None. Well, Emma was not impressed when we were walking away. She was like, what league is that? I said, it's Pony League. It's after Little League. It's like for 13 and 14 year olds. And she was like, are they all that bad? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how many baseball games she watches. I mean, she doesn't watch games.
It it depends, you know, because it, they had their eighth grade dance the night before, so they're all tired and they had sleepovers and and then they had to get up early to go get their pictures at nine a.m. So some of the teams had to be there at like seven thirty in the morning. So they're all there are just all some games are like it looks like a college game. They're all hitting, they're fielding good, they're pitching well. And then there's games like that where it's just oh, excruciating. It is excruciating. And all the teams are pretty even. As a matter of fact, they, that was the first place team they were playing, and they beat them. That was the first place team? Yeah. Wow. Well, they had a guy missing because one guy was at a band. He, he He's in the band at school, and they had a field trip at Great America, and then they were coming back, and I guess he hurt his shoulder or something, so he couldn't play. And then, uh, so they, and the same thing with my son's team. He had this kid, Killian, who I was trying to tell you is the, is the son of the guy that used to be right next to us that sold the soda pop and at the studio, um, mm-hmm. who, who played blues and stuff. And his, they came by one night when we were jamming and we ended up going to the beacon with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His son is, uh, they, they play baseball together and f- basketball. Then my son starts football in June, and then he's going out for wrestling. Yeah, yeah. June. Yeah. Wow. They start in June. And I shot s- hoops with your son. Yeah. Came over to watch a Bulls game. No doubt. Shot some, shot some hoops at halftime. Yeah, that's, that was one of the days I felt like shit. Wasn't that <laughs> after my surgery? I don't know. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, and I invited Wednesday. myself over. That Wednesday night. Or was it Tuesday? I don't know. Bulls lost. That's all I know. Yeah. Yeah, so the Bulls played Miami Heat. Yeah, and I was like, you need to leave now because I don't feel good. I go. <laughs> they were up. They won the first game because the Heat were off for like a week or whatever. And then the Bulls, uh, there's playoff intensity and then there's Bulls playoff intensity. Yeah. And the Heat weren't ready for that. So they lost the first game. So I was talking to a friend of mine, that uh, a big Bulls fan, and uh, uh, this person, uh, I said, yeah, well, you know, they won this game, and, and here's why, and, and they're not going to win another game. And this friend of mine got very upset with me. But I think this friend owes me an apology, because <laughs> I was right, John. They didn't win another game. No. Bull, or Miami won the next four. No, so. and I, I saw that uh, the new, new jersey, the new uh, jersey for... Uh, Derek Rose, what's that? A suit and tie now? <laughs> well, yeah, I think uh, by next year, will people be over it? Will they accept? Uh, will they embrace a Derek Rose next season? No, not unless he says. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, that's a whole clusterfuck. So Derek Rose gets injured last year in the playoffs, tears his ACL. He gets cleared in February to play. But he's just not there mentally in yet. In February, for I know. whatever fucking what the reason. fuck is that? And Jordan, they didn't clear him yet. And Jordan was like, let me yeah. fucking play, you assholes. I don't he's care. He's got stomach flu. I feel good. Let me play. Well, or his second poison. year, Food when poisoning. he had his stress fracture, yeah, he said uh, they tried to keep him out of the games. And he's like, no, I'm fine. Yeah. Let me play. But the doctors wouldn't clear him. But he wanted to play. Stop being such a Derek person. Rose, on the other hand, hey, you're cleared to play. Well, yeah, let me just... Uh let me just tear up practice and, and, and make everybody look like an asshole. But, yeah, yeah I don't want to play. Yeah. I'm not going to play. I'm going to... I'm gonna. We'll just say that then. Yeah. 
you know, they would ask him directly, are you, uh, you think you know, you're going to play? Oh, you know. Oh, uh, well, you know, uh, if you know. I feel 110 percent, then maybe <laughs> I'll play, but uh, uh, I don't know if that'll happen or not, because I love to play the game, and I love being in the NBA. You know what Jordan said to him? What? You're a fucking choir boy, Confessor <laughs> A choir boy! <laughs> So it was, it was, and then you got Derrick Rose's brother coming yeah. out and saying a bunch of shit. It's like, just fucking get your shit yeah. together. And uh, the Bulls made some mistakes. The Bulls should have said, hey, he's not playing the rest of the season. Yeah. Well, I had other people hurt, too. Well, that's the thing. I got, you got... Um, exhausted bench. Exhausted, hurt, playing through injuries. You got the no with the planner, whatever the fuck he had. He's going out there, you know. And I would think that in the locker room, you know, you got the, dang with a fucking spinal fluid leaking out. All those players say the right thing, but I, I wonder: do they really believe it, or are they just yeah. towing the line? Because if I'm, I don't know. I guess it would be uh, how my my relationship with the Derrick Rose. If I'm on the team, how that that played out. But if I'm fucking busting my ass and going out there with injuries, and then having him. Uh, make me look like an idiot in practice, but saying, oh, no, I don't want to play, I would be fucking pissed off at some point. I'd be like, look, dude, are you going to play or what? But uh, we'll see how it goes next season, John. Next season. So Miami looks like the favorite to win. They're playing Indiana. In the West, you got the Spurs playing the the Grizzlies. Where the fuck are the Grizzlies from? I have no idea. They're calling that goalie interference, that that goal that got waved off. Yeah, goalie interference. Hawks lost 3-1, to one, and the Bulls are out. They're out. It's and the a, Hawks, they're, they're the saying favorites. It's, it's an incredibly iffy call, at best in a huge moment in the series. Instead of tying the game, the Hawks now trail 3-1 after P- Pavel Detsyuk goal. And the Wings might be right back in a 2-1 series. Well, yeah. Hey, did you hear this, John? Uh, Ray Manzarek died. Did you hear that? Yeah. Cancer. Age of 74. Oh, founding 90, member of 90% the 90% severe thunderstorms. When? Right now? Severe thunderstorm watch. Right now. Right now, John. Right now. It's, it's Look at your radar, buddy. I'm pulling up my radar right now, John. Uh, if I can find it. It's blowing up. It's going to blow up right on top of us. Really? I told Emma when I left, I said, hey, if uh, a storm happens, help mom close all the windows. Pulling up the radar right now, John. Oh, yeah, that, uh, yeah. that looks pretty <laughs> severe, man. <laughs> Up to penny size hail. Winds to 50 miles per hour possible with these storms. Oh, shit. Cities and towns affected. Yorkville, 935. Sugar Grove and Shorewood around 940. Oswego, Montgomery, and Boulder Hill around 945. North Aurora and Plainfield around 950. We should be done by the time uh, yeah. it starts cranking up. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I gotta Is get the temperature the, dropped at all? I hope. I gotta get the uh, umbrella off the deck. Is oh, it's nine fifty-five right now. <laughs> What's the temperature? 
I don't know. Do you know? Do you know? What, what am I? Weatherman? 78. <laughs> 78. That's nice. It's dropped yeah. quite a bit. It was almost 90 today. All right, John. I saw some movies. Yeah. Um, I saw Hangover. I watched that. That is a really good movie. It's really funny. You've never seen that before? I've seen it before, but I saw it in the theater, I guess. Or yeah. maybe I, I haven't seen it All in a right. while. You said you saw it with your wife, and it wasn't that funny. Right. Anytime. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Anytime you see a movie with your wife, it's not funny. <laughs> Hangover 2. Eh. Wait, you don't want to talk about Hangover that? Hangover 3 is coming out, though, John. Why, why is it that you just want to... <laughs> Hold on. Back up. What are we backing we up to? We talked about this before. Yes. When you see a mo- movie with your wife that's funny... You- you don't see it as, yes, as my funny. Viewing, cause, no, my viewing depends on who I'm watching the yeah. movie with. If I see it with you, things are funny. If I see it with my aunt, <laughs> my aunt Sue has like this infectious laugh. Yeah. Stupid things are funny. Like yeah. things I wouldn't find funny, I find funny because she gets so in, much enjoyment out of it. Um, and then in some instances, my wife uh, has a very... <laughs> She has a certain unique sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> that um, some things she just doesn't find appealing, and then it. Uh, Listen, it, I know the feeling. My <laughs> wife's very similar. She doesn't laugh uh, at the same sophomoric humor that I that right. I laugh at. I'm like, you didn't think that was funny? Yeah, I thought, yeah, that was, that was hilarious. Let me give you an example, John. I'm, uh, I got my iPad and I'm, I'm uh, browsing Reddit before yeah. I go to bed the other night. And my wife's reading a book on her nook. And I start giggling to myself. And I rarely laugh out loud. I rarely <laughs> do this. Except on this show. But I'm giggling to myself. <laughs> and she just needs to know, what are you laughing at? What are you laughing at? And it was this Reddit post, and it, it said, uh, Father of the Year goes on vacation. And I've seen a lot of Father of the Year posts, yeah. and it's usually some idiot doing something unbelievably dumb with yeah. his kid. So it's Father of the Year goes on vacation. So I click it, and it's this gif of, or do you say gif, of a father going down a slide with a toddler. <laughs> and the toddler has like one of those Walmart inner tubes, those cheap inner tubes. <laughs> yeah. And when he gets to the bottom of the slide, he throws the toddler. <laughs> and the toddler ends up upside down, and her oh her feet God. are like... <laughs> her feet are kicking. She's trying to get right side up, and yeah. then the father figures out, Oh my God, that was not a bright idea. And he tries to get after her, but the pool's crowded, and he finally tips her back up. So I figure, oh all right, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna show my wife this. So I'm laughing at this. I think this is funny, and I have no I have no concern for the kid. The kid obviously is fine. Yeah. I mean, kids know how to hold their breath. I show this to my wife, and she's like, "Oh my god! Yeah, oh my god! Is the kid okay? Oh my god!" So my wife would be too. I'd be laughing. Settle down. The kid is fine. How could the father do that? Oh, oh my god! Did you ever do anything like you that? Think that's funny. <laughs> It's not funny. Yeah. Why do you think that's funny? I got that question. Why do you? Th- I had to explain why I thought that was funny. <laughs> Tragedy plus timing equals funny. Hey, it could have happened that day. I don't care. Yeah. It's still funny. <laughs> Dumbass father. Father of the year goes on vacation, and then the the whole the the heading was it tied into it. It was yeah. brilliant. It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know, my wife's the same way. <gasps> like that. All right, John. You and I both saw yeah. movies at the theater as well. Yes. I'm, I'm thinking of two movies in particular. These are summer blockbusters, and we're going to talk about both of them. The first one we're going to talk about, did you say anything else other than these two summer blockbusters? Blockbusters? <laughs> yeah, no. Wait, what? I don't know. What, what Iron we Man 3. We didn't see it together. We didn't see that one together. No. But you saw Iron Man I gotta 3. I got to see it again. I saw it in 3D, and it oh, was too yeah. dark. It's very dark in 3D. Yeah. You see it with the whole family? But it was good. It was yeah. really good. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, Iron Man 3. I went to... Um, I was in Kalamazoo, and I had went there for a half marathon. So the night before the half marathon... I found out it was my cousin's birthday. Yeah. So uh, Emma and I took her to um, the Olive Garden yeah. for lunch. Then we went to see Iron Man 3. Nice. And then we took her to the Outback because she's never had the Outback cheese fries. And she's a big fan of cheese wow. fries. Wow. So cheese fries, great half marathon uh, dinner before half marathon. Um, nice. Iron Man 3, I liked it. I really can't remember too much of it, but I like. I remember liking it. I remember liking the humor, the action, yeah. the story, and what I what what really a personal thing for me. Uh, and maybe you had this experience too. Iron Man had anxiety. He had yeah. uh, he had to take yeah. Xanax. Yeah, panic attacks, just like my friend yeah. John. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you got a big magnet in your chest. <laughs> Right, you know, I think I would have well, anxiety no, no, no. too. His, his panic attacks weren't from the magnet; oh. they were from uh, uh, flying into outer space with a nuclear warhead or whatever the hell. Oh, yeah, uh, to to stop the alien invasion at the end of Avengers. Oh, right, yeah. So he had P.S. What are they? Post traumatic stress, stress syndrome. Yeah. yeah, that's what he had. Yeah, that caused his anxiety, but he had to take Xanax too. Yeah. I gotta tell you, it's a feeling I don't I don't like. I don't like it. It's a um it's it's overwhelming. It's a very overwhelming feeling if you ever get it. I just heard Phil told me that Marty maybe be on the show recently and he could tell us about his trip to the ER um this last week. Marty? Yeah. Our Marty? Yeah. From Genius? Yeah, he's been in there uh He's been in there. He was in the hospital once in Scottsdale, and he thought he was having a heart attack. And they said, "Oh, it's just the anxiety." And then the same thing happened again. So, yeah, he's. I don't know what it is. Once once you get it, it's like a weird. What happens is it's mental. Right? It is. It's totally it's mental. Your mind. So once you get it, you start thinking about the places that you got it. So. I keep going back to Harry Carey's because I feel like I have to because I had one of those episodes there. So I have to overcome that. And and going there and sitting down, I start getting anxious because I think, oh, my God, it's going to happen again. And um, so I got I just got to go with it, you know. And that's what it is. Basically, if I go see a movie, like when we went to see that movie last night. Mm-hmm. I was a little anxious at the beginning. I was starting to feel it come on, you know? It starts, it's like a choking feeling. Heart starts racing. 
but I had to sit there and kind of go with it because I've had it in the theater too. I I went to see Real Steel with my son in that fucking those chairs that move around. Oh yeah, forget. Oh that. my god, I don't need dude! That. <laughs> Who I needs thought I was that? gonna die. And I, you know, I had to act it. You know, I had to act cool with my sons in there. No, I'm fine. I'm good. Everything's cool. Who needs that moving chairs? I got on some ride at Disneyland. I think it was like Back <laughs> to the Future or something, or maybe it was Universal. And basically, you just sit in this like this DeLorean thing, and then it moves uh, with the movie that you're watching. I got nauseous. Yeah. I, my the rest of my day that's was what, ruined. That's what this thing does, man. You're, <laughs> the scene opens up with the the truck driving like through a vat or uh, like a cornfield, and you, the camera's flying in on the onto this, you know, to the close up of the of Hugh Jackman in the truck, and as it's flying, the chair kind of floats. Up and down and to the right oh, and the left. That. No way. Real slow. And I'm like, oh. I remember my yeah. son loved it and he wanted to go on another one. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's not happening. That's for young people, not us old people. Let's go on the uh, the lazy river or some <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> but yeah, the Iron Man 3 was very cool. I got to see it again with my son. Oh, yeah. I got to see it again, too. It was... It was um, I thought it was really good. I give it four out of four, Spiny Norman. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Now, the other movie we saw. Now, before we get to the other movie we saw, we saw it yesterday together, John. Together. Yeah. Uh, But in preparation, I watched Star Trek, the original, not the original, but the the reboot. The reboot. uh, With Chris Pine and uh, Zachary, whoever his name is. Quinto. Uh, And that first Star Trek is so good. Um, it's just really good. The opening scene. So the opening scene is uh, oh, yeah. Thor is is Captain Kirk's dad, and and he's got to save the ship, and his wife is pregnant, giving birth to Captain Kirk, a uh, future Captain Kirk, and they name the kid while he's he's sacrificed. He's flying the ship into this uh, other ship, and uh, my daughter asked me a question. I can't remember what she asked me. She's like, "Why didn't he just leave the ship? Why is he doing that?" So I I went to explain it to her, but I <laughs> I couldn't because <laughs> I, if I did, I'd be like, well... <laughs> <laughs> you started crying? I didn't start crying. Uh, I composed. I had to like uh, t- five or ten seconds to compose myself <laughs> and then tell her why he was doing this. But then while I was telling her why he was doing it, I had to pause yeah. and compose myself. Yeah. So we watched that. That's a great movie. I did come up with some uh, stuff, but I I didn't write it down, and I can't remember any of it because my memory's for shit. But I had like some minor. I'll watch it again, and I'll come up with these. They're very subtle (laughs) criticisms. Not about the annoying. Not about the technology, but about. Why would he behave like that? Why would he do that? That's out of character. Um, oh, my God. Going so, to a movie with you, it's like sitting next to a black person who talks to the screen. Hold except on! Except you talk to me the whole time. Hey, do you think you're a hub? Shut the fuck up! So, you and I, John, um, Yeah, it was garage sale weekend for me. Right. So, I saw you again on Sunday. Yeah. I, uh, we walked the dog by. 
and you mentioned that you might go with your family, yeah. and I said, hey, that'd be cool. Let me know. Call me, and then uh, I'll see. I'll bring Emma, and we'll go to the premiere, and the kids will go to the standard right. theater. And then you texted me and said, yeah, it's just uh, my wife's not going to go. It'd be just me. And I said, hey, well, let me see if I can go. Let's do the 745. And then you came and picked me up. Can you pick me up? Well, of course, I'm on the way. Yeah, yeah so you're on the way. We go and we valet park. Um, we go. I, I say, hey, I'll buy the tickets. You just hooked me up with the with some brewskis, right? Yeah. And uh, $24 later. $24 yeah. for two beers? Yeah. Two, be- yeah, is two beers and a water. Wow. So, um... Not only even- did I have to pick you up, I had to tip the valet guy, buy you beer, <laughs> just for a fucking ticket. Should have went by myself. <laughs> and then have you talk to me through half the film. <laughs> That's not true. I talked during uh, the Should previous- I shut up now? Or is it okay for me to keep talking through? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> All right, so we go to see Star Trek Into the Darkness yes. there, John. And um, I thought it was great. Uh, I didn't think it was good as Iron Man. I didn't think it was good as the first one, but I thought it was really a great summer movie. It was funny. Oh, it was so fun. funny. Oh, my God. Uh, it's funnier than Adam Sandler movies. And the dialogue Adam Sandler, was so great. Adam Sandler's whole motivation is to make you laugh, and he can't. <laughs> uh, in this movie, they just want to entertain you with the sci-fi and thriller, and it's funnier than any Adam Sandler movie. Damn it, man. <laughs> I'm a doctor, not a nuclear Torpedo technician. technician. Yes, but I guess, uh, is that why we enjoyed it so much? Because we have a history of, of Star Trek. Like, yeah. So if I do, I'll take my daughter at some point, and she'll watch it. But she doesn't have... It's like I, I, it's why I like watching The Simpsons and The Family Guy, because they make all these references to pop culture. Yeah. And it makes me feel good for some reason yeah. when I can identify that reference. Is, is it as simple as that? Is that why I enjoyed it? Like, is the movie total shit, but because I can get a, a reference from a Tribble uh, episode from not the 1960s, I well, enjoy it? What's great about that, that film is they incorporated so many other parts of the TV show and even parts of the second uh, uh, Star Trek motion picture. I think it was Rathacon or something. Yes. Um... But they put a little twist on it. Well, um, they're in a new. They're in a new uh, future, John. which I got to say, uh, I teared up a little bit. I didn't. Not in I, this one. I was not expecting that. Wh- which part did you tear up at? I didn't tear up at all. No. No. Which one? Uh, when the when the daughter got her leg broken? No. <laughs> no. When the. Uh, when they touched hands on the window, I thought of oh, you really? and me. Oh, I thought that was sad. Doing the little here's when I thought of the you little and me. Vulcan <laughs> at the very opening scene when they. they I thought uh, every part where Spock and Jim had their moments. <laughs> I like I was talking to you. Oh, you were Scott talking to Spock. You were Kirk, and I yeah. was Spock. And you're Spock. Affirmative. <laughs> Uh, the, when I thought of you and I is at the very beginning when it was Bones and uh, Kirk on the yeah. planet, 
and they came, they made it back to the Enterprise in yeah. those cool fucking uniforms they were wearing. Right. And I suggested that we should dress like that. <laughs> those tight-fitting <laughs> Yes. We should dress uniforms. like that next yeah. Halloween. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I look great in one of those. Yeah, so the, the uh, criticisms, minor, minor criticisms. Some of the fight scenes cut too quickly for me. I couldn't tell what the fuck was going on. Uh, Old man, synapses. Kirk is the captain of the Enterprise, then he's not, then he is. Um, all right, I guess so. Um, I thought it was a good villain. Uh, yeah. I like villains that... Um, oh, we're on a severe thunderstorm warning now, Scott. Is that not better? Not just a watch, is, it's worse. It, oh, now it's worse. Yeah. It's worse now. Yes, I'm, re- I'm refreshing yeah. my radar. And it looks like we have another... 60 mile per hour gusts. We have like another half an hour, maybe. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? Uh, Villa Park around 1025 North Lake in Elmhurst. So they should be on us any about 15 minutes. Yeah, so the ending of this one... Um, I don't know. It was It was all right. It was okay. Yeah. It wasn't anything spectacular. I thought the first half of the movie was much better than the second half. I guess that's what I'm saying. So I give Iron Man 3, 4. I give this one 3. 3. 3, three and a half. Nah, I'd say 3 and a half. Because <clears throat> I want to see it again. It's and one yeah, of those... Yeah, I do want to see it again. And the sound was great, wasn't it? Oh, my God, man. It just blew my mind. The depth of the bass was so killer. The soundtrack was phenomenal too. It it really kept your attention, um, and and it would it would give you moments of tension in the in the in the film that I really like. I like when the music gives you it, it gives some sort of emotion to the scene. Uh, it aids one one thing. We both talked about this after the movie. Is uh, Chris Pine is Captain Kirk? Yeah, um, uh, may even do a better job than. Uh, the iconic William Shatner. Yeah. Uh, just a really great job as Captain Kirk. The one minor criticism. <laughs> I mean, he's the captain of the fucking Enterprise. Yeah. And he still acts like a goddamn teenager when he walks by an attractive woman. Yeah. <laughs> would that, <laughs> that was great. Would that really happen? I don't think that would happen hey, anymore. He's a very young captain. Yes, he's a very young captain, but he, he's still like 25 or 27. Yeah. Uh, you you stop do you stop doing that when you're like eighteen or twenty, well, don't you? I think he, well, you've seen him, Captain Kirk, in all the TV shows. He banged every alien. Yes, but he did it. He did it more subtly. He didn't like walk by them and, and oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's um, when we talk about behavior. That's kind of a and I th- I fear that it's going to be alien become, titties. It's going to become this like running joke in the third one. You know, he's still going to exhibit this behavior, and it <laughs> it lessens the 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 authenticity and the weight of his responsibilities as a fucking captain <laughs> of the Enterprise. It doesn't bother you. It really bothers. It didn't no, bother because me. Because I, I like, imagine you as captain of the Enterprise, you'd be exactly the same. Hey, I, I look stop. at. I got this hat on sale at no, no, no. Macy's. Look Here's at what this. I think about. 
Watch this. I'm going to go for broke. <laughs> How old was I when I did that? And I got a, a beach ball in the head. You're like uh, was I 20? 30. No, yeah. I wasn't 30. I was, yeah. No, I was yes. in my late 20s. No, you weren't. All right, so I'll give Captain Kirk this, this one. Dude, but you were not in next, your late 20s. Yeah, I was. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. I was. Because I was just... I think <laughs> just about to get married to my wife. I got married at 32, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So you had to be about 30. All right. So I'm 30. All right. So I'll give Captain Kirk a pass on this. But mine was much more sophisticated than Kirk. <laughs> I told you guys what I was going to hey, do, and then uh, I went and did it. I'm going to go for broke hair. I didn't um, pass some woman in the public. I'm going to go, kaboom! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you still do that. You still... I'm going to go for broke here. <laughs> <laughs> Look at what I'm wearing. I mean, you're you're living... It's hilarious. Fat Mustards is a... It's a trip back into your your 20s. Your, really? Yeah, from 17 to like 25. <laughs> Every Friday. <laughs> Hey, well, remember with the Oaks machine, man? You don't go every no Friday. No man. Oaks machine, yeah. When did Back I talk about the Oaks machine? He had this car, man. We drive around and jerk off in the back. Remember that? You are mixing up stories. We tell Oaks machine stories at uh, the reunions. At Fat Musters, we don't talk about the Oaks sure machine. Sure you do. When's the last time I talked about the How Oaks the machine? How the fuck would I know about the Oaks machine? I don't even know what an Oaks machine is. <laughs> You're remembering a story from when you and Rick came out to the last uh, dude's night out like five years ago. I don't know what you're talking about. With Gay Crane was there. Five years ago? Yeah. I don't remember that. I don't recall any dude's night out with Gay Crane. Dude's night out. The only time I've ever met Gay Crane was at your drunken 40th birthday party where you're throwing up all over your backyard. And your neighbors are watching you. You had to load me into the car, yeah. John. Yeah. I helped your wife. Yes. And ever since that, she's hated me. <laughs> That's not true. I'm your girlfriend. I know exactly when she started that. You do? I'm kidding. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. All right. So I gave, uh, you gave Star Trek. Yeah, three and, uh, a, half. Three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. Any other movies you see there, John? Any other movies? No, I was gonna. I started watching a Bernie Madoff uh, documentary, but I never get to watch TV. So TV for me is my iPad. That's where I watch TV. I see. I have a TV down here in my office. It's not hooked up to cable like everybody else's is. My wife's got her five thousand fucking shows recorded on on her DVR. The kids got the one down here. They got every fucking Disney show. I have nothing. Disney. I gotta get my own place. Disney. You heard me earlier. Yeah. I want my own place. Well, we come down here the place is a mess. And yeah. you sent your son down here specifically to clean it up. Yeah. He comes down here Cleans it up. He goes back upstairs. We come down here. And hey, there's like what's sh- this? It's like, hey. It's not mine. That's my Shannon's. sister's. Yeah. Yeah. It's her. It's yeah. not me. Yeah. Then yeah. my wife comes down because I bitched about the potato chips on the floor. Well, that's because there was an eighth grade dance Friday, and then my daughter had junior prom on Saturday, and all her friends came over, and it was a sleepover. She's got really great friends, though. 
Well, this is, I guess this is, you know, knowing that, this is a very clean basement. Oh, oh, yeah, you should have seen it. There was blankets and pillows and Jesus Christ. They were up till two in the morning watching movies. And then they came up for pancakes and then came back down and watched Uncle Buck. So, yeah, They're great kids, though. The uh, daughter's got some really good friends. That's that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, all right, moving on to celebrity news, John. Here's Star Wars celebrity news. Celebrity? Oh, uh, uh, movie news. Uh, Christopher Nolan, they're in negotiations with him to direct the next James Bond movie. How about that? Whoa. Uh, celebrity news. Yeah. Did you know that Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher uh, had an affair? No. Yeah. She admits to having an affair with Harrison Ford during Star the Star Wars Episode 4. That was the first one, right? Yeah. Well, who wouldn't? Uh, <clears throat> what do she you mean, was hot wouldn't? back then. <laughs> Uh, she said, I went on the film saying I'm going to have an affair like it was a kiwi, an exotic fruit, because I've never had one. I had a crush on Harrison Ford for sure. Harrison is great fun when he's had a few drinks. Shaking your head and saying I'm going to get in so much trouble. Once I left the room and came back and he was in the closet not wearing a lot of clothes. Um, Yeah. So she has come out and said that she had an affair with Harrison Ford. How about that? Nice. When they say they have an affair, does that mean they were married at the time? Or they just... No. Were they single? They just hooked up. They just hooked up. So it's really... I don't know. What's the definition of an, an affair? An affair. That's it. They had an affair. It doesn't matter if you're married or not. It's still the same. It's a one-timer. All right, here's... Uh, or having an affair. You could be having an affair. Multiple one-timers. Here's... Um, in other affair news, uh, I had heard this before, but I didn't know if it was really true or not, or if it was bullshit. Uh, I'll ask you this, John. So, did you ever hear the story about Mike Tyson catching Brad Pitt screwing Robin Givens? No. In his, in his car? So, in Mike Tyson's car... He caught Brad Pitt and Robin Givens having an affair. You never heard that story? No. I think I heard that story, but I didn't believe it. But here I have a YouTube video of Mike Tyson retelling the story. This is I haven't heard it yet. <laughs> Whenever Mike Tyson talks, yeah. though, it's it's exciting, isn't it? It's, because he can barely yeah. grasp the English English language. Stellar. It is. So let's let's rev this up. I don't know if there's ads or not. Let's see. This is, oh, it's unavailable. Come on. I need to do pre-production here. Unavailable. They took it offline. Oh, that really chaps my heart. <laughs> I, you know, I gave a nice introduction to that. We're going to hear Mike Tyson talk about the day yeah, he so caught Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on, John. <laughs> Let me play it. I'm going to play it right now. All right? That fucking Brad Pitt. Hold on. I didn't play it yet. Before you know it, tomorrow is here. Is that me? Yeah. So we don't just build cars for today. That's me? We also build them for tomorrow. I think that's you. And the tomorrow after that. Oh, it is. Where the hell did that come from? All right, I'm going to play it right now. Ready? I'm yeah. hitting play right now. You know, man, I 
see, oh, I would see, see. I don't know. You know the story about Robin Gibbon and uh, you know uh, Brad Pitt. It's unbelievable, man. I caught him in the car fucking. He was fucking her. It was unbelievable. It's just, it's, it's, it's ludicrous. It's ludicrous that this shit would, like that would happen. I can't believe it. So I, 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 I was gonna fuck him up, but no, he's a big star, man. So I won't, I won't fuck up his face. That's all I gotta say about that. Let me pause it. Yeah, so that's it. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's a, a great, great... Here's the greatest thing about that clip. I've brought tons of clips in in the 10 years that we've been doing this. That was the best... Best audio. Yeah, the best Wasn't audio it? I have ever produced. <laughs> <laughs> that you ever produced. It wasn't the Huffington Post or anything that had anything to do with it. No. No, not at all. Come on. Not at all. Not at all, John. <clears throat> not at all. Oh, hold on. Here's some uh, local news. Desplaines police are investigating an incident involving a Maine East student who was stopped as she drove to school Monday morning by an individual who appears to have been impersonating a police officer. Oh, my God. The student was stopped by an individual driving a white Ford Crown Victoria make and model often driven by police. The car had no markings, but did display flashing red and blue lights on its interior. The impersonator is described as a male, six feet tall, light brown hair, muscular build, who is wearing a light brown uniform with no police markings on it. Wow. Wow. Yeah, they got to catch that guy. That's creepy. It was a story about you uh, and Brad Pitt. No, it got carried away. Um, Somebody, you know, I said um, me and my wife was getting divorced, and so... um, Robin Gibbons. Yes, Robin Gibbons, guys. Okay, and so we're getting divorced, and... um, even though we're getting divorced, this is just how relation. This is what's crazy. So you know, we're going to our lawyer, everything in the board. Every morning, I go to our house and we have sex, and you know, this is just what it is. We don't want to be with each other, but we're not tired of having sex with each other. So, um, so this happened. So I went to pick her up the next day because I saw her the day before. So I went the next day. No one was home, and then they pulled up in her car. I knew it was her car because I paid for it. <laughs> you know, so um, she pulled over, and I see um. And I see this little grayish silhouette in, in the passenger seat. So I'm thinking it's one of her white girlfriends from that whack show, the head of the class. Right? <laughs> and as the show gets closer, no, it's not her white girlfriend from head of the class. It's some white guy that she's probably giving head to. All right? <laughs> so um, when they get closer, you know what I mean? They see me, but Brad must have been smoking a joint, or he must have been drinking or something, because he was real close to me in the car, and he had no idea. He didn't see me. Oh, wow. But then when he got out the car, he saw me. Oh, shit. You know, and um, that's the story that we're talking about. But it's not like I saw him, I came to rob, and he was in the stroke mode. See, that's what I heard. No. I, I heard you walked in no. the house, and they were in the bed, and you saw it. Oh, man. Then we, Me and Brad would have a 20-year-old by then, right? <laughs> that was to happen, but no, it didn't happen. But um, So you didn't, you never walked in on him or anything no, like no. that? Okay, okay. I wasn't a kid, even as long as I got my... Position. So I didn't want to be married to her, but I still wanted to have sex with her. <laughs> All right, so he clarified. So yeah. I had thought that he had caught them, uh, like he said, mid-stroke. Uh, but that is not the case. He no. just saw them driving together. Yeah. And then uh, Brad Pitt was shocked when he saw it was Mike Tyson. But, oh, shit. <laughs> but yeah. uh, uh, 
I, I just <laughs> look. I understand this guy's not educated. I understand that uh, he he grew up in a in probably a shitty environment. But uh, Jesus Christ, how old is he? And he talks like this, and he says this stuff. So so we like to have sex, you know. It's like I, I go over there, it's not a big deal, you know, and it's having some sex. It's not like a mid-stroke or nothing, you know. <laughs> I just don't get it. I just don't, don't get so it. Maybe he's giving him head, too. I don't know. It's he's driving a car. I know it's, I know it's her because it's, it's his car. I bought the car. Well, look, if Captain so Kirk... So it's, it's my car. <laughs> I, I pay for it. If Captain Kirk can still walk by uh, attractive women and, and make an ass of himself, I guess Mike Tyson can... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the captain of the goddamn Enterprise can be an idiot. I guess Mike Tyson can as well, right? <laughs> that would be a movie. Uh, Mike Tyson, the captain of the USS Enterprise. You know, Spock, I'm, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna fuck you in the ass if you don't fucking turn the thing around, man. What the fuck? You're the, you're the science officer in this fucking thing up in here. What the fuck? It's ludicrous what you're thinking. Check off. Back me up on this shit, okay, man? Back me up. What the fuck? All right, John. Now our last celebrity news. Yeah. Uh, segue right from Brad Pitt yeah. to Angelina Jolie. Have you Angelina heard about Angelina Jolie? Jo- double mastectomy. Yeah. Dude. Wow. That's uh, that's she, hardcore. She wrote a piece in the New York Times, yeah. and she explains why she did it. Yeah. And her mother died of uh, cancer uh, at the age of fifty-six. Right. And it turns out that she has the gene uh, the that makes brack, you so one makes you more susceptible. Uh, yes, to this. So she went ahead and had a double. What do you call it, John? Mastectomy. Yeah. So uh, I got to tell you, the you know Angelina Jolie. She yeah. she had the she kissed her brother. She had her brother's blood. No, Billy Bob's blood. She married Billy Bob. I mean, she was a fucking train wreck. Yeah. Uh, and then she turned it around somehow. When did she turn it around? Did she get a publicist that helped her turn it around? Did it come from within? Somehow she, she turned it around. I think she started adopting kids and realized, hey, I got to be responsible. Yes, yeah, something I get my happened. Shit together. And and she really, really turned it yeah. around. She's got the adopting kids. She's uh, she. Uh, yeah, I was thinking of fucking Angelina Jolie, too, <laughs> just to get Brad Pitt back. Well, she did. Uh, I'd have, uh, she broke up that marriage, I'd right? Have the did she break up that marriage? Or were they having bad times and then Brad went know. with Angelina? Uh, I don't know. But uh, so. so Brangelina. To make this choice and then to be. To be. Uh, to be. To be. <laughs> Yeah, to hold on. To, to speak uh, publicly and to write and, and to embrace this in in make right. it uh, public knowledge and education, educating other people, I think is very admirable. Yes. So I give it up to uh, Angelina Jolie. I didn't have that same opinion when we started the show, John, um, ten opinion. years ago. Yeah. Um, opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, that reminds me. So I'm drinking Jameson, and here's what it reminds me. So yeah. when I do my eight-mile runs, and I, I couldn't find my shuffle, so I grabbed my old brick iPod, and it's got all the old episodes of TTN. I listened. I stumbled across, uh, upon um, a cron. <laughs> I'm on shuffle, so I'm blah, listening blah, to music, blah, blah. and then an episode of TTN comes on. It's episode 164. If you were smart. And it's the infamous Marty episode. Yeah. So I I haven't really listened to it 
what was that four years ago yeah uh i've certainly heard the replays or the marty soundboard and you know what and i remember the disastrous second half but the first half of the show is actually pretty good we have like some intelligent conversation and then we take a break and we have more intelligent conversation and then at some point the jameson kicks in with marty and I'm I'm starting to to hear it now. We're we're discussing religion, and uh, and we're questioning Marty about Ayn Rand, and he he's not really doing well. But you, you can't tell that he's yeah. drunk at this point. Yeah. And then we we talk about something else, and and we come back to him, and he is fucking out of his mind. Like the Jameson right. kicks right. in, dude. You- you, you know what? Oh my and god, he's blah blah blah. He's blah. You know what? I don't need anything. Sober Until indefinitely. And Marty is not a good communicator. And you know what? That's the point. Second off, <laughs> if you were smart, no, I'm not stupid. <laughs> the rest of the world is stupid, and yeah. so are you. You know what? I think. And you know what? Therefore, I am. And you know what? Therefore, I'm right. Blah 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 blah. It got a funny guy, man. You know what? I I wasn't prepared. And you know what? Everybody's a fucking sucker. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> The problem with Marty is even sober, he's not a good communicator. And then when you give him Jameson, I mean, it's it's uh, it's impossible. Can't you cannot have a fucking conversation with him. Buying shit until indefinitely, which is entertaining in its own yeah. way. So yeah, we'll have to get him back in the show. So yeah. He can talk about his I don't need uh, anything. anxiety. Uh, on the show, he said he was an atheist that believed in God. So we can t- ask him how that's going. I think, therefore, I am. That's the only thing we can be absolutely sure of. And you no, said, no, I that's think, a therefore, I am. It, 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 that presents an absolute. I think, therefore, I am. Yeah. Therefore, I'm right. And the Not thing is, you're what right. I'm saying... You're, the, oh, you're so goddamn dumb. Not right. <laughs> I think, therefore, I exist. I know that I exist. So even if there's a God... You know that you exist, but you don't know shit. Me. Even if a God... John, play it. John, no. put it on. This Just was the setup. Me. You missed it. <laughs> right? Right? Right. And you know what? Yeah. The yeah. people who measured the earth. Yeah. All right, John, moving on. Yeah. Moving on to science news, science. John. Science news. We have uh, a study. A study was done on the Mary Jane, John. Ah! Oh, oh, shit. shit. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Marijuana buffers the pain of social exclusion. New research suggests one reason for the popularity of pot may be that it helped people cope with the pain of loneliness. Um, why smoking marijuana users would probably reply that number that numbed out bliss is its own reward but if smoothing out the harsh edges of reality is your goal what bruises are you attempting to avoid alright so this um, I was kind of surprised by this science story because I I can't my pot smoking uh, you know that I quit a long time ago John (laughs) but Pot smoking that I did? Ah, Don't be such a pussy! (laughs) It wasn't because of loneliness. Yeah. But is that, you know, uh, cognitive dissonance? So I do, and it gets back to, we're going to talk about a couple of themes here. One is, uh, you say I'm cheap, and this is going to reinforce that, because I used to smoke weed when somebody would bring it out, right? Somebody would have some weed, I'd smoke it. And then the guy I used to work with at uh, the airport sold me some weed. I'm like, yeah, give me some weed. So I bought some weed. 
and I smoke the joint by myself, and I'm like, I can't be buying weed. Not because of the cheap thing, but because of... <laughs> <laughs> I just can't... It just didn't seem right. Yeah. So I, I went back, and I gave him his weed back. And I didn't even ask for my money back. I just gave him his weed back. And I said, I can't be buying weed. Um, and for me, it was always a social thing, uh, because it... Um, uh, not from a loneliness, not because I, I, I embrace loneliness. I love being alone. I grew yeah. up alone. Yeah. I like it too. I like my privacy. I love it. And, and when you get married, you have kids. Yeah. You don't have that same percentage right. of loneliness that my um, wife doesn't understand that she wants me involved in all these things <laughs> with other parents. And I'm like, I don't like them <laughs> or their kids. Right. I have there to talk couple, to somebody. There are a couple actually that uh, that I'm I'm kind of warming up to because we're me starting talk to anybody having some political discussions and um they're kind of getting used to my it takes stand, me a, it takes standoffishness. Me, it takes me a lot. Is when you say standoffishness, is yeah. that because uh, like me? I don't know. Maybe it is or not. It takes me a long time to warm up to somebody. A long well, time. Well, like uh, Joe, for instance, our one of our listeners and first guest on the show. He has the gift of gab. Like he looks at the paper and it's all the sports, so he can walk up to a bunch of guys and they could just start yapping about the Bulls or about the Cubs or. Whatever. Not me. You know, I mean, if somebody were to walk up to me and talk about Dave Weckl or Weather Report or, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, Yo-Yo Ma or Diarrhea or science fiction films or religion or politics. But those are, most of those are all taboo. (laughs) Right. So. um, The things we enjoy talking about are taboo. Yeah. Or frowned upon in... Right, in, in social uh, circles. Where you don't know people. Yeah. So when it does come up, you know, uh, somebody will say, well, John's an atheist. No. No, you're just agnostic. No, I'm... Well, I guess I am agnostic, too, but uh, I'm an atheist. I don't believe. I don't believe. Well, not believing is believing, <laughs> uh, no, it's not. So if if I don't have a hobby, I really have a hobby. What are you saying? I don't understand that. Yeah, by not collecting stamps, yeah. is that a hobby it's that a hobby. I don't collect stamps? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What the fuck is that? <laughs> so we have to get in that discussion first to get that out of the way, and then I have to tell them why I don't believe and how I got to that point. And then at some point, they're you know I'm like I'm not disrespectful. I just don't want people pushing their there's like 10 million beliefs i go you're an atheist too you're just one religion short of being a full-on atheist you don't believe in zeus zeus and apollo and apollo and xenu right or do you maybe Maybe they do do. i don't know exactly who knows uh it makes them think they go wow i never thought of it that way oh i hear the thunder dude oh it's here it's here we're going to yeah. have kids and people running down here. We got circulation! <laughs> Let me check the radar. It's the blowing radar. up. All right, so why do you smoke pot then, John? Or why did you? Why did I? Yeah. Oh, it was awesome because I loved it. I, I You know, and, and everything becomes different. Like the first time I, well, the first time I had hash, I was like in seventh grade. 
And uh, I really can't remember that experience other than um, a guy came over and he sold it. And this, my friend talked me into it and we did it, but I can't remember how I felt or anything. But then when I was 19, some guys came over and picked me up. They took me to a party at a funeral home, which was kind of cool. <laughs> and they had some weed. So we smoked some weed and we watched Pink Floyd, The Wall or something. Yeah. And I had seen that before, but I saw it from a different Uh-oh. perspective. Did you hear that? Yeah. Is that, uh, is that bad? Good. It's not good? No. Uh, so it was just a way to see things in a different perspective and a way to think about things differently. The, the downside of it is my memory's for shit to begin with. Yeah. And what, what, I guess it's not a downside. On one hand, it's a downside. On the other hand, it's funnier than hell when you start a sentence and you can't even remember what the hell you were talking about to finish your <laughs> sentence because your short term right. memory gets shot. God. I mean, completely obliterated. Um, so it's just that different experience. And it, uh, I did have that one bad experience when we went to Amsterdam and I got paranoid. Yeah. Um, but it's just a way to experience things differently and, and from a different perspective. So I never got into, I, I, I don't buy into the fact that I did it because I'm lonely. No, no, that's, that's not it at all. But uh, but uh, the guy I did work with... It was more with, a social experiment, I right, guess, for me. Right, But the guy I did work with, uh, he had to smoke it every morning. And yeah. probably sometime during the day. Uh, it was just a, his normal routine. He had to do that to get out of bed. So yeah. maybe, like in his case, it is because of that. Yeah. You should not drink and bake. No, you no. shouldn't do that. Afterwards, uh, you know... I'm hungry. Yeah. I'm hungry. Stop uh, shouting! Let's I'm not see. deaf! Uh, do I have any other science news? Science. Science. Oh, this will be a quick science story, John. Where does lightning come from? You ever ask that question? Where does lightning come from? The ground. Tell me. How does it happen? What is your thought on how lightning happens? Uh, I'm not sure. It has something to do with uh, charged particles. Yes, charged particles. So... Um, I always thought it was the, the cold and the warm uh, air mass and the charged particles between cold and warm. Negative and positive ions. And then it had something to do with Earth and, and uh, that whole deal. Uh, but Russian researchers find more evidence to support the notion that lightning is caused by cosmic rays. So the Earth's atmosphere is constantly being uh, bombarded with these cosmic rays. And then you get the certain conditions right and the moisture and then... Shazam! There you have it. You have lightning, like yeah. we're experiencing right now. Yeah. So I thought that one point four billion flashes of lightning per year, Scott. That's a lot of lightning. Fifty to forty to fifty times a second worldwide. Uh, and and on. thunder is the sound of lightning uh, breaching the uh, sound barrier. Yeah, that's cool, isn't it? Yeah. Except when it's like. A hundred feet away from you. I know. It's not cool at all. And you text me and go, I just evacuated my bowels. (laughs) That scared the shit out of me. That happened to us too, man. It was so bright. It hit a tree down the street. We were all on the porch and everybody jumped and screamed. It was instantaneous. It looked like Marty McFly would just 
just entered from, you know, you remember the scene where he gets dropped off and then uh, Doc Brown takes off down his street and then it just flashes in the distance? Yes. When the DeLorean goes back to the future. Back to the future, John. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it just flashes. That's what it looked like down our street. It was like, I mean, it was like this bright, and I thought the DeLorean was going to come in, you know? That's what it looked like. But it was fucking loud. It was instantaneous. I mean, the second that that lightning flashed, my son screamed, turned white as a ghost. (laughs) He's like, It's only happened to me twice. Once was in the past five years. I think when I texted you that my bowels just evacuated. <laughs> the other was when I was a little kid and I was about 100 feet away from a tree and it, ha- it the lightning struck the tree. Oof. I was out in the middle of a field. <laughs> <laughs> and they tell you to run at yeah. the time. They said run under the tree. Yeah, that's not a good place. <clears throat> All right, John, moving on to religion. Religion. Yeah. Um, Pew. You know Pew, right? Pew Research Center. Yeah. So they did this vast study, and some some not-so-pleasant things came out of this. One of them is one-third of Americans cannot name the vice president. One-third, 33%. One-third can't name the vice president. Wow. The other thing that came out of it is um, it was a global study. So they surveyed Muslims in 38 countries. And let me get to the result. According to their data, 78% of Afghan Muslims say they support laws condemning to death anyone who gives up Islam. Wow. That is fucked up. In Egypt and Pakistan, it's 64%. Um, and the same views are held in Malaysia, Jordan, and the Palestinian territories. That thought has to fucking be obliterated. I mean, that is the most fucked up thing. Um, I mean, I think all religions are bullshit, but, uh, I don't know of any other religion that says, yeah, you should be put to death for leaving the religion. Now, is that in the Quran, or is that is that just something that came out of it? Like, so, for example, in the Bible, there is no, um, or maybe there is. What's not in the Bible that's like a tradition? Like baptism, is that in yeah, the Bible? I don't know. Uh, what about, uh, what's when you give 10% of your salary? <laughs> that, tithing. <laughs> tithing. That can't be in the Bible, yeah, right? Yeah, that's in there. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's got to be something in the not in the Bible that is uh, practiced today, right? So, is the, it, my question is: This one of those things where it's not in the Quran, but somehow it's become this thought that yeah, if you leave the Muslim religion, we need to fucking kill you or stone you. Well, I'm sure it's in there, but it's not. It's misinterpreted, or is it? I mean, who knows? Maybe the guys who wrote it were like, yeah, kill anybody who wants to leave. And that yeah. type of oppression. Right. Right? That's why it's so uh, it's grown. It's it's the it's still the fastest growing. Uh, and uh, 50 years from now, it's going to be the religion. 
Alright, John. Other science news. Oh, shit. God damn it. Give me a second. <laughs> I clicked the wrong tab. I closed the wrong tab, John. Ugh. Hate when that happens. Let me see if I can... Yeah, I'm, I'm right back in it. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I have one other religious good story. To go. One of our listeners, I think Lori posted this on our Facebook page. Rocket, touch it. I haven't Don't heard it yet, it. but it, it's Pat Robertson, so it has to be entertaining, right? Yeah. It just has to be. So somebody asked Pat a question. He does this on the 700 Club. People ask him for advice, and then he he gives the advice. So this was a uh, a wife. Spit it out! She, her husband was cheating, so she yeah. asked Pat what to do. Let's see what Pat has to say. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. Oh, there's an ad. Before you know it. Oh, for the love of here. Joe. <laughs> it's for Mitsubishi. It cars for today. It's for Mitsubishi. You can't play that ad. It's illegal. Is it? Why? Yeah. It's, it's fair use, right? No. We're commenting we're, oh, on we're the commenting ad. commenting on the ad. Yeah, and how lame it is. Mitsubishi Outlander Sport. With a 10-year one. Why are you playing it, man? <laughs> I don't know how long these things last. They usually say. It doesn't oh say. Here, here's the deal. This clip like is fucking... Seconds. Here we go. Here we Pat go. Pat Robertson on. has been clear about his stance on homosexuality and politics, but it was the 83-year-old's comments regarding infidelity yesterday that has everyone talking. On Wednesday's episode of The 700 Club, when a woman asked how to forgive her unfaithful, unfaithful husband, this is what he had to say. Stop talking about the cheating. He cheated on you. Well, he's a man. Okay. So what you do is begin to focus on why you married him in the first place, on what he does good. Does he provide a home for you to live in? Does he provide food for you to eat? Does he provide clothes for you to wear? Uh, is he nice to the children? Do you have a happy family? Does he take the kids to sporting events? So here's the deal. He added later that males have a tendency to wander, so women have to make them want to stay. No Aye, as my grandma would say. I wish I had the original. Wish I had the original clip instead of that guy. Yeah. But, uh, and I was just about to say that uh, Muslims were a thousand years behind Christianity, but they're not. They're the same. About the same. Pat yeah. Robertson uh, in in that statement is saying he's making assumptions that the husband is the breadwinner, bringing home uh, the. But what if he's like a stay at home dad? Yeah, uh, he's telling that lady. You mind your own. Yeah, fuck-hole. mind your own fuckhole, and you need to be sexier. Yeah, uh, and he's not addressing the issue, and but it's this whole mentality that women are second class citizens, yeah. and it it nauseates me, John. Uh, and if you want, if we want to move into the 21st century globally, uh, women have to be educated, yeah. they have to become part of the workforce, and they have to fucking be treated equally. And you're not seeing that with Pat Robertson, right. and you're not seeing that in the Muslim community. And until that shit happens, we are not going to be prosperous, and we're not going to be happy. How about that, John? Yes. There we go. So we're back on. Yeah, we're still recording. Well, let's... Uh-oh. <laughs> we should probably end it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll say a few words. All right, the power just went out. We're still recording. The power just went it's out. Oh, yeah. Your generator just kicked back right on. back on, 
everything is illuminated. Yeah. That's very oh, it's it's pulsating. So we're going to call it cuz yeah. I need to get home yeah. cuz if my power's out <laughs> I don't have the automatic generator. I gotta uh, run All out right, to the yeah, garage. Let's, let's shut this thing down fire before we up. get electrocuted. Two seventy six comes to a close, John. Yeah, I'm John. Hey, is your gig next weekend? Next Saturday. Next 25th. Saturday. So when we come back, we'll have stories about the gig. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so there we have it. You're John. I'm, I'm John. Scott. You're Scott. Say good night, Scott. Good night, Scott. Listening to John and Scott. A total talk nonsense.